Simple Life Together, Episode 5, The One Secret to Accomplishing Anything and the Laws of Simplicity. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, we talked about benefits to organizing and having less, and some weird-sounding simplicity tools that just might help you out. Yeah, I think that one went pretty good. We got some uh, good feedback on that one. Well, let me explain. That was actually, we talked about dead people, famous yes, dead people. Yes. <laughs> At least Dan did. <laughs> he talked about some really cool uh, uh, concepts that were developed like these dead guys. Yeah, Vilfredo, but, Pareto, Occam's Razor, and uh, Parkinson's Law. Yeah, that's right. that's right. So anyway, it was a very good, um, it was a great podcast. So if you missed it, you should check it out. But uh, anyhow, um, we also got some great voicemail feedback from John Buchanan. So let's take a listen. Hi, Dan and Vanessa. Absolutely loved your podcast. I was listening to Vanessa when she was talking about organizing. And as I was listening to the podcast, I, without realizing, it started to get up and organize. I started going through the mail and throwing things away. And I started to try to figure out, you know, other things I could do to get organized. And Vanessa, you just... When you talk, you just make people want to get organized. And one of the things that I'm dealing with right now is I'm trying to lose weight. And I know that I can use the tips that you were talking about in my weight loss program. And I know that's going to be a big help for me and for others. So thank you so much. And Daniel, the stuff that you were talking about on Google, the search tips and all, I had no idea. And I've been using Google for years. And I just used a couple of them now, and it's going to help me in so many ways, cutting down on time and getting me better research and better information. So thank you so much. Congratulations on your podcast. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm going to subscribe. And I know a ton of other people that can benefit from the information that you guys are putting out. So I am a fan, and I am going to let my friends know to come here and listen to your podcast. Best of luck. Wow, that was that awesome. That was awesome, huh? <laughs> kind of yeah, makes you feel good. <laughs> it sure does. Thank you very, very much, John. That's that's an amazing feedback, and it really is nice to know that we're uh, that we're reaching some folks. Because sometimes, you know, when you record the show, you don't really know. Right. And uh, so it's it's fantastic at the, to get that. Um, yeah, we're passionate about it, but, you know, we, we hope that, you know, the listeners will get something out of it. Yeah. And so it's nice to get that feedback. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to note, too, that John has his own podcast over at letsreverseobesity.com. And it is a fantastic show. Uh, John is doing great things, chronicling his uh, his own weight loss, and and you know what? He's helping so many others along the way, which is what it's all about—kind of paying it forward, you know. Yeah. So thank you, John, and um, for those of you who are listening to us, uh, you may want to take a listen to his his podcast as well. Again, let's reverse obesity dot com. We also got Marshall Ponzi. He left a message um, and some feedback on our simplelifetogether dot com blog site. So, and he wrote, he said, Dan and Vanessa, thank you for creating such an inspirational podcast. Love it. After years of chasing wealth, collecting stuff and wanting more, we came to ask ourselves, why? What's the point? Contrary to popular belief, it turns out life is not about the guy with the most stuff wins. More and more, we're trying to focus on what's real in our lives and cling to what's necessary to improve the quality of our lives and family. Amazing what we can do without. Looking forward to hearing more, Marshall. Oh, thank you, Marshall. Those are um, some awesome words, and you're so right. It's amazing what we can do without, and I think we'd agree that doing without all the extra allows us to appreciate what we do have all the more. Yeah, and and Marshall, again, thanks. And and uh, he has his own podcast as well. Uh, it's t- a terrific podcast that's focused on uh, inbound marketing, and you can find that at inboundinfocus.com. And he gives great inbound marketing tips for business owners. So if you're a business owner, you'd be well served to check out Marshall's podcast as well. Well, we'll tell you how you can leave feedback at the end of the show because we'd love to hear from you. If you if you like what you hear or you want to hear something new or something that's really important to you, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And today we have a few more life-simplifying topics for you with some great takeaways that uh, you can start using today to make your life a little easier. As always, we'll have links in the show notes to additional information or resources where you can find more information on the subject. And you can find today's show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 005. So uh, I think we'll hop into the topic segment now. Vanessa, why don't you go first as usual? Okay. Well, my topic is the one secret to accomplish anything. So pay attention. This is going to be great. It's going to be just 
they're so profound and just really <laughs> thought provoking and just amazing. Just stick with and me humble. Here. And humble. Oh, yeah. yeah. And humble. I'm the humblest person I know. <laughs> I'm the humblest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well, anyway, I I'm often asked what my secret is to being organized and and how I get my clients to become more organized. And I used to rattle off things like. You just need to purge and clear your space, establish routines, which I've talked about in previous podcasts, containerize, use labels, stop buying things, make lists, and on and on and on. And while all those things are true and certainly do help in the organizing process, when I stepped back and really thought about it, I realized that the single most important component to becoming organized is commitment. Wow. That's the one secret to accomplishing anything is commitment. Right. I mean, if you ask any successful business owner or, you know, successful couple like us <laughs> or athlete, student, parent, whatever, and if you ask them what the secret is to their success, I guarantee they're going to say, well, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of commitment. Yeah, things just don't come easy to everybody. No, that would be kind of boring, but would. <laughs> and it wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't really appreciate that relationship or the situation and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so the same goes with, you know with getting organized and staying fit, that it's a lot of hard work and commitment. It also goes with any other facet of your life, whether that be your finances, relationships, fitness, and, and, and whatnot. It's all about commitment to improving those things in right. those areas of your life. So, so with that, if that's the case, you know, why can't people make that commitment to themselves? Why can't they change? I mean, I what do know. you think? I mean, what's the, what, what holds people back? <laughs> why can't, if, if it's just commitment, oh, I can commit to that. Why is it so difficult? Yeah, I think it may, you know, Commitment is a long-term process. It's not just a one a one-shot kill, as yeah. they say. You know, it's not a uh, a decision is different than a commitment. You can decide, and that's like okay, I made that decision, and then you go forward and right. execute it. And in and in a way, commitment is a lot more than that. Right? You, yes, you decide to commit to something, but then it's the I guess it's the execution of that commitment and following through is what makes you successful. Or not. Right. And well, I've got some ideas on it too. I I think. When, I, when I'm looking at my clients or, or talking with friends about those other, other areas in their life, not just about being disorganized, but maybe it's about their relationships and their family and, or their finances or whatnot, I realized that the reason why it's so difficult to make a commitment to certain things that they need to improve is one, they just, it's just not a priority for them. Right. They don't make it a priority. For example, maybe, maybe it's more of a priority for you when you're young, I guess, that it's more important to you to look fashionable and have all the latest clothing styles and, and things like that than it is to really save money and look forward to the future. Right. You think you got your whole life ahead of you. And- yeah. You know, but I, you maybe just in the moment and that's, that's your priority. You're not really thinking long term or whatnot. Um, I also think that change is hard. I know it's hard for me. Um, you yeah, know, I think it's hard for everybody. I mean, whether you're you know, like, I know in my previous career, it was hard to do change because you think you get set in one motion to get things done. You get used to that and all of a sudden you got to change. And so it's really tough because change isn't just, oh, we're going to do this differently. There's a lot of things that happen along with that. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for, uh, you know, if you're do- doing the same thing, you get in a, you get in a rhythm or you yeah. have... Um, get comfortable. <laughs> momentum, you know, and oh, the yeah. change comes along and it breaks that. You're right. So. It does. But knowing, but knowing that, you know, that momentum will come back. But you don't really think about that at sure, first. Yeah. You're just like, gosh, change. It's so tough because something's going to give. You've got to give up something else to really implement something new. Right. Usually. You see the obstacle, not the finish line. Right. And so I, I just think that that's probably one of the, the reasons why it's hard to commit. And like we just alluded to, it's just that it's really hard. hard you know, change can be hard and daunting and discouraging. And so that's why people don't really commit to things. Right. And well, I'm, Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, too, that, that uh, it's, it's classic where – if you don't, if you don't know the outcome, change is always something that's uh, there's a an element of the unknown, yeah. and so anytime that there's a, an, an element of the unknown, it brings in a, a lot of other emotions and feelings like like self doubt, fear, fear, yeah, fear, fear of the unknown. So there's an element of that in it as well. Definitely, and unfortunately, I think what happens is that in order for change to really occur in your life. You have to reach some sort of breaking point. Yeah, doesn't isn't that how it always happens? You yeah, hit rock bottom and. You know, every once in a while we do something, you know, knowing that it's better for us, <laughs> that it's not necessarily a breaking point, but, but usually there is some sort of breaking point. And let me tell you how I know this. I've got some personal experience with That's this. Fair. I struggled at one point in my life with my, my fitness and my finances. 
as a matter of fact, before I met Dan, I was about $24,000 in debt and had both my electricity and phone cut off. And I had, you know, creditors hounding me for payments. And this was when I was, I had a very successful job and I was leading a lot of folks. I was a successful leader and manager. And I was real, you know, I realized, you know, what kind of example am I setting? Now they didn't know about this, but I knew about my situation. Um, Thankfully, they didn't know about that. But I was just like, oh my goodness, here I am. I'm educated. You know, I have a college degree. You know, I'm in this position. I was actually working on my master's degree. And and yet I couldn't manage my own finances. What the heck was wrong with me? And so anyhow, so I thought about that. And then the other thing, er, the other area I struggled with was my fitness. Uh, I was about 40 pounds heavier than I am today. And back then, my self-esteem was totally shot. I was depressed. And work was so stressful that I had no little to no energy because I wasn't fit. Yeah, those things all seem to go together, don't they? Oh, they do. I mean, it's just, it's really just plays on your emotions and your self-esteem and then you're just stressed out. And then it's like your, your, your life just starts to spiral downward. Yeah. And so I had this fitness issue and I also had the finance issue. And I just realized one night, and this is kind of being open here with you guys, is that I remember just, I was in Germany at the time and there I was at night and I had finished a bottle of wine by myself. And I realized that I was doing that almost every night. And I was scared. I was like, oh yeah. my goodness, I, this is, it was alarming. And thank goodness I had a little bit of self-awareness to realize that this is a path that you don't want to go down. <laughs> and luckily I recognized it and it was time to make change. But that was my breaking point, you know, just looking in the mirror, realizing the situation and that the actions and things that I was doing, it was just a self-destructive lifestyle. Yeah. Well, th- thankfully you didn't hit uh Rock no. bottom, like a lot of people. You're have right. To. I did. I'm very, very blessed that that didn't happen with me. I was very grateful that I was able to acknowledge that that could have been the path I could have taken, but luckily I didn't. So, like I said, I decided I had to make a change. Yeah. And so I did. I took charge and I made that commitment to change. Good for you. Woo-hoo. Good for you. Let's great. bring it up a little bit here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be a downer. <laughs> well, there were two key things that helped me commit. And I just want to share this with you because I think if you think about these these things, that it might help you if you need to kind of change an area of your life. The first thing I did is I stopped playing the victim. Did you hear That's that? That's awesome. Stop playing the victim. I have three siblings and my parents, were, you know, the family was all fit and thin. And I was like, why do I struggle with the weight? And I was just like, well, that's just me. And this this stinks. And I was just really feeling sorry for myself. But no one likes that. No one likes to hear you feel. They were like, well, what are you going to do about it? Right. And I realized that, oh, I can make that change. And then the other thing I did is that I made a lifestyle change. How'd you do that? Well, I just viewed it as it's not a quick fix. Right. That that committing to my fitness and committing to my finances wasn't just something that, oh, I hope I win the lottery and then I can pay off all my debt and everything will be great. It was like, no, it's a lifestyle change. You need to curb your spending you need to live within your means. You need to commit to fitness on a daily basis for the rest of your life, right. not just some kind of yo-yo diet or some quick exercise routine that you're only going to do for a month and, and think that that's going to be maintained. Not not to oversimplify sure. it. I mean, it, it really is it, it taken a, 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 lot of com, a lot of complexity because, because of all these competing situations that you had going on because you didn't have a focus. Right. And then just having a focus is... Is right. simplifying in and, in and of itself. Yeah, that's a it? good point. You're right. I like that. You know, I guess I look at it, you know, when you want to make change, it's kind of like New Year's resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> They're just simply false promises to yourself until you resolve to commit to them. Yeah, you know, you can good. say, this year I'm going to lose weight. Right. Okay. How much weight are you going to lose? How are you going to do it? How are you going to monitor it? What are those milestones that you're going to kind of help you keep you on track along the way? And that's part of commitment. You've got to really kind of have a plan for it and, and really think through it a little more than just, oh, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to stop cussing or I'm going to stop having negative thoughts about people. <laughs> <laughs> so the good news is that 10 years later, I paid off all my revolving debt and I went from a poor credit score to an excellent credit score. Woo-hoo. It took you 10 years to pay off that? No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for clarifying. It only took me about two and a half years to okay. pay it off. Because that's how committed I was. <laughs> and then seven years to get your credit score back. But that credit score, <laughs> yeah. man, that really stinks, you know? Um, and then, you know, 12 years of committing to fitness. Um, I had lost the weight, actually, uh, the 40 pounds in the course of a year. And that was 12 years ago. And I've kept it all off today. And as a matter of fact, 
I am lighter and healthier than I was when I graduated from high school, which was 20 years ago. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you, you were always athletic, though, right? I mean... I was athletic, but I used that as a crutch. Oh. So, for example, my time in the military, I was able to do great on all my fitness tests. Right. But when I had to weigh in, it was... That was the iffy time. That right? was the iffy time. And I was sweating and I was stressed out. I would starve myself. Yeah. I mean, that's just terrible. There's no way to treat your body. Plus, you were in Germany at the time. That's hard to oh, yeah. stay away from all the, <laughs> the broaching and schnitzel and bratwurst and beer. And schnitzel yep. and, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yep. iffy Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. But I did it. I did it. As a matter of fact, yes, when I was in Germany, that's when I started to um, I lose the weight and everything. So it was great. So, you know, you've probably heard someone say this before. If I can do it, so can you. I hate when people say oh, that. Oh, you may hate it, but you know <laughs> it's it. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You know what? I actually believe that. I believe that in a lot of cases, not yeah. necessarily every case. Yeah. Um, but in most cases, yeah. You know, and I, that's honestly, that's where you find inspiration, isn't it? It is. When That's you see a, other people do it, you're like, well, if he can do it, why can't I? When I watched um, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead last year, oh yeah, and that, I mean, it blew me away. It blew me away. If you haven't seen that uh, show, I know it's on Netflix. And I yeah, think he, had, he would watch it like three times a day for I like would, a week. I would. I'd never eaten a vegetable or fruit in my <laughs> life. I'm I'm a total meditarian. Well, tell me what your food pyramid used to be. Oh, well, it. You know how the regular old food, I don't even think they use the food pyramid. Here I am. But uh, so my mine was like a base of pizza <laughs> topped with all meat and then with like jalapeno peppers and hot sauce on top and floating on a sea of beer. A beer. So that was my, it was kind of my food pyramid. But I did, I'm, I don't mean to get off topic, but we, but I, I saw that movie and I was like, I'm. I'm going to juice, damn it. You know? <laughs> and so, no kidding, we bought a juicer and did a juice fast for, I did about what, two weeks, right? And yeah, then, I um, did 12 days. You did about 13, almost 14 days, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and we still juice, uh, you know, a few times a week. So. We do. It, actually, because we did make it a lifestyle. A commitment. We there made a go. commitment to it. Wow. See how that fit right in? We were oh, going to talk about that. Oh, perfect. Of course, $300 later because that juicer was expensive. Right. <laughs> Yeah. But it's worth it. It's awesome. But but yeah, we just made a commitment to incorporate that into our lives because we knew that we were deficient in right. our vegetables and the vitamins and nutrients. So, but, but yeah, the whole if if I can do it, you can do it. One, uh, the um, Joe Cross is the he's the main star and producer of of that Fat Sick and De- Nearly Dead movie, and then he meets this trucker who has the same medical condition that he has, um, chronic urticaria. And and the trucker's name was Phil Staples, I recall, and um, and he lost so much weight, and his life has entirely changed. And I was like, yeah. "Holy cow! If he could do that, so can I. So can I. That's awesome. So, so I may hate to hear it, but you're right. Right? If somebody, okay. So. You may hate to hear that, you know, but that's. Yeah. I think that's kind of like uh, it could be inspirational and motivating too when you see someone who can go through it. That's why I shared my story with you. Right? Is that you know I'm not just throwing out fluff out here to you and things that other people say. But I really, I've lived it and I've seen it with my clients and with myself. So that's why I wanted to share that with you. And so I think, you know, to kind of wrap up my segment here, I want to give you some things to kind of think about. So if you are thinking about making change in your life, and I think the key is, is that you really need to be realistic about the change you want to make and understand that it's a process, not a quick fix. Right. Again, you need to be realistic about your change and that it's a process, not a quick fix. And I think this is our approach, Dan, when it comes to living a simpler life. I mean, this idea of becoming minimalist is sounds all great and just that would be awesome to not have to worry about anything, you yeah. know, and have just so so few possessions. But we we need to be patient, systematic and strategic about that because otherwise we're just going to be resentful and, right, and or maybe yeah. re- regret something, you know, getting rid of everything. We might regret that down the, the path. And we've got children to think about too. We have a family. Sure. And everybody's going to be impacted by that. And so, anyhow, I subscribe to a blog called Becoming Minimalist by Joshua Becker. And I like the word becoming because it implies that it's a process. Yeah. So, if you kind of think about that, I am becoming fit or fitter. I'm becoming financially sound and stable in right. my life. If you think about that, I think it kind of in your mind you start thinking it's a process. It's not just going to happen right. overnight. And I, I, I like his stuff too. It's um, and of course when we talked, we we met him up at uh, up in Portland at uh, WDS. WDS. Um, that's the World Domination Summit, and uh, really nice guy and a really good approach to 
that you know that 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 spectrum of of life or you know between complexity and and a being a minimalist uh-huh what's the opposite a maximalist a maximalist and a minimalist <laughs> you know and then and somewhere on that spectrum is you know simplifying which is what we're trying to do right and um and i think he puts things because he's got a wife and kids and he's hey you know he, he's yeah he wanted to go all church. out get rid of everything and she was kind of like i kind of like that idea but i you know can we meet not necessarily halfway she met him a little bit more than halfway but it was like she wanted to simplify too right so I think that's the key for us. I say minimalist because people understand that. But what Dan and I are trying to do is just really simplify. Yeah. Maybe get you know. to that point someday. We'll Maybe. See. We'll put a link to um, Joshua Becker's uh, blog in the show notes as well. Yeah. So here's some things to think about. One, I've already alluded to it. It's just you need to change your mindset. Lifestyle change versus a quick fix. Okay. Realize that change doesn't happen overnight. I realized this when I first started my fitness goals is before I would like weigh in every day. I'd get on that scale, see how much I weighed, and I became obsessed with it. And then I got and then I got discouraged. And then I would just say, forget it. But for some reason, I think there's a little bit of divine intervention there too. (laughs) It was just the right time for me. I just said, well, I'm going to give this a shot. And I didn't get on the scale until I started to feel my clothes getting loose. That's good. And then I got on the scale and I'd lost 15 pounds in a month. And that was pretty quick for me, but it was just, and I wasn't doing anything really extreme. It's just, I was changing my diet at the same time as well. And so you, so anyway, just realize it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, you definitely notice a weight loss like that in your clothes. Oh yeah, and that's what really matters is how you feel, not what not the numbers else tells you. Yeah, and those, you know, there's a lot of things I could talk about the fitness thing all yeah. day long because that's my passion. But <laughs> yes, it is. We'll be here for two hours. <laughs> but realize that you might get discouraged along the way in your process to to change your lifestyle, uh, but don't sell yourself short because you you know you can do it. You know, again, if you think of it as a process and break it down into bite-sized chunks, maybe organize one space at a time, pay off one bill at a time, yeah. try eating one type of food at a time um, for your, your your fitness plan and your meal planning. If you just bite it, break it down to bite-sized chunks, it's going to be manageable. So don't get too discouraged, okay? Just do a little bit at a time and realize that you may fall off the wagon and that uh, that there might be bumps in the road is what I mean. Yeah. Because maintaining your lifestyle may be difficult at times. I mean, there's been times where, you know, we've, when we moved from Florida back to San Antonio, there was a two month break in there. And it was just really difficult to try to keep up with my fitness routine and eat healthy because we're kind of living out of a suitcase. And so I was a little bit bummed out, but I knew that we'd get back on track. Right. You know, it was just a little bump in the road. A good part of that time was floating on the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time just. Just chilling. Just chilling and floating on a river. Enjoying life. Yeah. You know, it's something I want to hit. And that that whole term, fall off the wagon. Yeah. Nobody ever says, well, I felt jump back on the wagon. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> they right. always it's focus true. on the negative. They really Why do. Why don't they? I mean, if you, hey, if you know what, you fall off the wagon, that's fine. Start running a little bit faster and jump back jump on back that on. thing. Yeah. I know. I've had to do that. We've had to do that even with our own. You know, with this lifestyle of trying to simplifying, we hit bumps of the road where we'll, our spending is a little bit higher than it needed to be. Yep. You know, but we're like, it's okay. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Let's, you know, you just have to refocus on what your priorities are. So that's <laughs> like going to be it. our new saying. Yeah. Jump back on the <laughs> back wagon. on the wagon. Get back on the Instead wagon. Back on track. We'll get back. Suck it up. Get back on the wagon <laughs> back there. On the wagon Come on there, there, troop. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know what though? Let me tell you this though. Once you get in the groove, you're probably going to get addicted to it. Yeah. You know, once you start seeing that debt go down and you start experiencing that freedom that you have and that security with your finances, I mean, you're going to start getting addicted to, oh, how much can we save more? Can we pay off more debt? The same thing with your fitness, the same thing with organizing. Wow. I organized this new space and I feel awesome. And it's so, it's, it's becoming easier to maintain. You're going to get addicted and you're you're going to want to do that in the rest of your home. Right. And so just realize that you just got to, once you commit to it and you stick with it, give it some time, you're going to get addicted to and, it. And and some of that might be building up that, the esteem issues that you talked about earlier. You know, if you're, exactly if uh, all these little victories, they, they add up to making you feel like, wow, if I, I can do this. Actually, the last thing I was going to say is that you'll start to build confidence, yep. you know, and you're going to reduce your stress, but you won't have all those lingering thoughts of, oh, I got all this debt or all this, all this, this house to clean and all that. You're, you know, once you start to get into the mode and you start to get control over that stuff, you're going to start to build confidence. Yeah. It's killing that victim mentality that it you really talked about is. you started out with. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand the victim mentality. I refuse yeah. to be the victim anymore. You know, on, honestly, <laughs> well, you, charge. you know how long I've wanted to do a podcast. Yes. And... I kept putting it off, all the excuses, mm-hmm. um, 
from the very personal, it's like, well, what am I, what am I going to talk about? Knowing that everybody has something to say that somebody right. may be interested in. You got to present it in a decent way, of course, but I made all the equipment excuses, right. the time excuses, and all of those are just excuses that, that complicate what really is a, a simple thing. Make a decision and commit and to a it. process. And do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, if that fear always sets in, which is, you know, hard to battle and the perfectionism mindset, yeah. you know, cause you do want things to be, you want to put out a good product. And I think some of those things, but those could be inhibitors. Yeah, and I think, they sure can. And I'm glad you just said, you know what? Let's go for it because yeah. we're having fun. I hope you guys are enjoying it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, the last thing, hey, you're going to enjoy and love the results and you're going to love the freedom you have from all those things once you start committing to that lifestyle change. So that is the one secret to achieving anything. That is great advice. Is commitment. And I think we already have your a blog post up on um, Simple Life Together that talking that talks about. Uh, if we don't, we'll put it up there. We'll make sure it's up there. We'll make sure we have links yep. to that stuff. So. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Dan, I think it's your time to well, talk about your topic. Well, mine is a little bit more uh, unstructured. I just wanted to bring up a few things that I've been uh, uh, looking at over the last week or so. I came across this um, a book. A, it was a PDF that I found. And actually, let me back up one step. I was watching a TED video. Right? Um, if, you, if you're not familiar with uh, TED Talks, they're fantastic uh, videos, presentations, keynote speeches by, by folks that uh, have to do usually with technology, education, and design. And uh, I came across this one by John Maida. It's an older one of the TED Talks. I think it's from, I'm guessing, 2007 or 2008. And uh, he is the president of the Rhode Island School of Design. And uh, his bio says he's dedicated to linking design and technology. And as I, after I saw the video, I, I got online and I went to research a little bit more about him. And one of the things that popped up was this PDF from the Laws of Simplicity that he addressed in his uh, TED Talk. And it's actually like 10 laws and three keys. And if you ask me, I think they're more kind of rules than laws. But, uh, but there really was, and I didn't agree with all of them. Or maybe I just didn't get the, all of them, but uh, <laughs> there really are some fantastic takeaways. So I, I figured I'd just go down the list and and talk about most of them, at okay. least the, the ones that I understand. And, Simplicity, uh, I'm all about and, it. And we can just kind of talk about them. <laughs> okay. All right. all right. First, what I'll do is I'll explain the law, and then there's a real brief explanation that kind of goes along with it on <laughs> in the book and on his blog as well. And the first one is Reduce. And the explanation for that one is the simplest way to achieve simplicity is through thoughtful reduction. Okay. So when you work with your clients, you always say, don't go out and buy a bunch of containers, yeah, right. right? Don't Boxes buy organizing products, yeah. Right. Don't buy organizing products. Because we got to sort through this stuff, see if we can edit and right. let go of things before we go out and get containers to store that stuff. Right. And oh, call it what you point. want. Edit. Pair down, purge. purge. Some people say purge. Other people don't like that. No. But uh, <laughs> that does seem like a great law. Cut out the things that... Or even the thoughts. Like I'll have clients that will say, well, I got to do this and this and this and that. And I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. Let's let's break this down and let's tell me what the top three things that are bugging you the most. Mm-hmm. Let's just try to make this, let's reduce those negative thoughts or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just kind of going for it. Yeah. I'm stretching out here. Let's see. But I think that's part of it too is just... Let's kind of, let's cut out some of the fluff there and let's focus on really what the true priorities are. Okay. So I guess even before this one, maybe we should take it a step back. Like, like I say, with everything, begin with the end in mind. Yeah. All right? yes. Look at the desired end state. So do you have to reduce if it's not, if you have a space for it and it's still functional in your life and you still want it, do you necessarily have to reduce? No, I, I would imagine it depends on your end state. Mm. If you want, if you want it, uh, fewer items and you have limited space and you have items that you no longer need, then obviously there's there's room to reduce. Right. Right. Okay. So I like that. So and the next one is organize. Yay! Yay! That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> organize. Organization makes a system of many appear fewer. Huh. And that's. That's an interesting take on it, you know, and uh, and it's true. If you have, uh, I was doing a, a video yesterday for another site, and and I was talking about owners' manuals. Oh yes. Right? Uh-huh. And when you, I just went through. We have our or all of our organ, uh, or, or had all of our 
uh, owner's manuals in binders or files. All right, we're switching away from that um, uh, using Evernote, and I can explain that on another podcast. But when I took the, all the manuals out that we still had until this process is done, and I, and I spread them out, there was this massive pile of owner's manuals, <laughs> some of them thick, some of them thin, some of them odd shaped, some of them small that unfold. Right. You know how it is. You have, a, you have all this stuff and it has, they come with a manual. And I think most people tend to keep them, you know, again, just in case. Just in case. But uh, when you spread them out, it looks like there's a whole bunch of them. But when they're properly organized, obviously. Even in, the, even in the binder, they were organized, yeah. but that was a system. We knew our system was when we get a new manual, first of all, we decide, do we really need to keep it? Or can we right. just find this online? Right. Or would this be useful to have? And if it is, then our system is put it in the manual. Keep right. it. That's our system, or, you know, in the binder all together. Right. So you can you can have a lot of things, but properly organized, that appears that there are fewer. It makes so, it, and it's a simple system because simple, you, yep. they're all in one place, one-stop right. shopping for all your <laughs> owner's manuals. So I agreed with that, that law as well. The next one is time. Savings and time feel like simplicity. Okay. All right. Let me hear what you got because then I've right. got to... Okay. Well, maybe the devil's advocate, but I'm like... Okay, it feels like simplicity, but, but the, um, if something, and I wanted to use a, an, a, the example, being a tech guy, using the example of computers and so forth, if I have to, if I know how to use a spreadsheet, uh-huh. and I put a bunch of numbers in it, and it automatically calculates at the bottom, it saves me all of that time, that's and I was like, okay. wow, it's, yeah. that's simple. Yeah, that, okay, I can see that. So that ties in with another one of the laws we'll get to in a minute. But savings and time feel simple. Okay, so like batching tasks is right. would be a key component. Like if you can do a bunch of errands in one in one time frame, I guess. Right. You're saving time there to get back. Or, yeah. Or okay. like say you know I go to pick up our our son after uh, after a football game. You know the buses drop him off and, and go to school. If there's a parking lot full of cars and I'm waiting in line and it takes me forever to get up to the front where I can pick him up versus. He's the only one there, and I drive right up. I saved all that time. Right. That felt simple. Yeah. But with everybody else around, it felt complicated. Okay, yeah, I get okay. you. I was thinking, you know, the devil's advocate thing, just going, okay, that's great. You, you may have saved time, but we will quickly fill it up with something else. <laughs> that's true. But that's different. That's that's yeah. a different topic. This is talking about feeling of simplicity. Right. So I'm tracking with that. Yeah. All right, devil, take your advocate back. She's <laughs> right. gone. All right. So, uh, the next one is learn. Knowledge makes everything simpler, and I think that's true. That's big true. I yeah, I believe that because yeah. when you are frustrated and you don't know how to do something, you're going to spend all that time trying to figure it out, or you just get frustrated, which is just I guess that complicates your thoughts. Right. Stuff. I mean, look at a little, even a little kid learning how to tie their shoes. All right, tying your shoes. If you think about it, that's a pretty complex task for you know a, what a four year old or five year old or six year old to learn. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you. Know, going, we learned Velcro a lot, like, yeah, a lot Velcro sooner is so than much that. Easier. Yeah, but, and it's, but, it's the easy button for us too as right. parents. Because I'm looking at Dan going, we've got a book for Jordan yeah. on how to learn to tie her shoes. And she just turned five and she still doesn't know how to tie her shoes. Right. The, so, the, the all girl, right, so when you're 15 and learn how to tie your shoes. <laughs> but uh, you know, just having the knowledge of how to do it is, I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. You know, okay. again, getting back to the tech thing, if if you know, how, there are some things that I work on that if it's the first time that you're going to do it, it can take forever. Uh-huh. And once you gain a proficiency at it, then it's it's a simple task that you don't bat an eye at. Yeah. That, um, that's why that's why people pay other people for consulting. Really, it cuts they, out all that time. It cuts just, out all the time. It's simple yeah. for me because they, they're going to know what steps are going to make it easier for you to learn. Right. And what you really need to pay attention. And that's to. And, and people people value their time. If money is not as much of an object, and it's time that is an object, people will tend to go to an expert. You're right. I think smart people will tend to go to an expert. Some people are just you know born DIYers like me. And <laughs> right. that probably take that too and far. There's others that are more outsourcers, like you know? <laughs> right, right? Yeah, I'm not like that. I'm a little bit of a DIYer too, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm a DIYer to a fault. But but I'm learning. I'm learning. So the next one is differences. Simplicity and complexity need each other. Hmm. Okay, I don't understand that one. What do you mean? Well, so by itself, with this statement, it, it is kind of hard to uh, understand. But when and looking at it in context in his book. It was essentially 
there has to be there has to be some contrast. You know, you have to you can't appreciate simplicity okay. if there isn't some complexity. If you can't appreciate a complex a complex task that's made until it's really made simple. You, okay. you know what I mean? So they, they complement one another. I get it. So I, I understand. I don't know if that's a law. I think it's an observation right. as opposed to a law. But I, still, it was something good to think about. The next thing is context. What lies in the periphery of simplicity is definitely not peripheral. And the way I understand this is I think of it in terms of margin whether in your life or in pictures or what have you. In order to appreciate what your focus is on, there has to be something around it that gives it a context. Oh. Like, a, like a picture. When you look at a picture in a frame, the frame, frame is, highlights, highlights the picture. picture okay. right? Right. And in life, the margin that you have in your life of you know, available time, let's call, let's call time the... Uh, the, the object of the picture, okay. right? So you have all these things that you have to do. There's 168 hours in a week. You fill those all with something. Well, the first things that when you're measuring how you spend your time in a week are, well, eight hours of sleep, seven days a week. That's what, 56, math in public, 56 hours, right? And then, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> you say math in public? <laughs> yeah, math in public is terrible. You know? <laughs> I count on my fingers. <laughs> right. I took pre calculus in high school, but I yeah. dumped that quick. Yeah. Math in public is dangerous. <laughs> and so, so 56, the first thing you subtract is sleep and work, right? Yes. Yeah. The first thing people don't subtract is the time they waste watching, you know, oh, television, television you know, or something. Or that's not, on the internet. Right. That, that's kind of a later thing. That's your margin time. Mm-hmm. You know, and how how you choose to spend your extra time. That's where I think people need to search for is that extra time to find simplicity. But it also is what gives the other portions of your life context. Hmm. Interesting. So that, that's how I thought of it anyway. So I, I like that one. And then uh, failure is his next one. Some things can never be made simple. <laughs> right. And I absolutely 100% agree. Anytime there's a human dimension. Oh, Yes. Well, you know, I know, yeah, it's exactly when we were leaders you know, and managers in our previous careers, it was, it seems so simple. We have these rules, there's, this is what you need to do, you need to show up to work on this time, and if you don't, this is the action that's going to happen or whatnot, yep. but come on, there's the, you're right, there's the human element, life happens, Right. people have families and things like that, and so you're right, it's not always black and white. Right, it can't, it can't just, it's, there's always, no matter how hard you work at it, which sounds like a... That sounds well, like it's the opposite of. I think to be even simple. our, you know, our goal of having just a simpler life too. That process itself isn't simple, right? I oh, mean, no. it's not a simple process no. at all. I mean, you've got to really work at it. You've got to discuss. You've got to communicate. You've got to really evaluate your goals. Look inside yourself. Reevaluate, and you know, and so I totally agree with this. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, that same example you're using right now, I'm going to mention that in, in, okay. in a later one that oh, doesn't have to do with the book. So, And his last one that I'm going to talk about today is called The One. Simplicity is about subtracting the obvious and av- adding the meaningful. You know, it's, it's kind of like the quote that I had in, I think it was podcast episode one about um, Antoine that. de Saint-Exupéry, uh, where simplicity is achieved not when there's nothing left to add, but there's nothing left, left to, to take, take away. away. Okay, yes. So it's it's really adding the positive. Taking out the, the Ta- negative. Taking really. out the negative. I, yeah. I've got an example of this too. I know I just recently met up with one of um, a client that I'd worked with. It was a business client, and we were reevaluating the processes of the, I guess, the front office staff. Right. And when we came back to talk with her, we said, how's it going? She says, it's great, because what we had done was – she was doing all these things. Her life was just so complicated. The work was so complicated. And when we started taking away what we thought was the obvious, it took an outside look to go, that's something that your administrative staff can be doing. You don't need to be doing that. Because what she wanted to do was the meaningful work of going around to visit the teachers, to visit the staff, to visit the children and all this. And she's like, once I cleared out all that other stuff that I didn't need to be doing, um, now I'm able. She felt like she was more in charge. Sure. and was focusing on the yeah, meaningful. That's a huge thing Love for it. a leader. You know, it's we used to call it management by walking around or leadership by walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, visiting everybody else. Right. Well, so those are the ones that I wanted to cover from uh, John Maida, and uh, he does have, like I said, that entertaining talk on TED on YouTube. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. 
and you can check out his book. He's, his book's available on Amazon and also the MIT website because he used to teach at MIT. I don't want to say I, I don't recommend buying this book, but uh, there's a whole bunch of information out there on the web and even at his, uh, his blog of, at lawofsimplicity.com. So you can get a good idea what he's talking about and then make your decision from there. You know, another option is always to uh, maybe check your local library and see if they have it available for a loan or an e-loan. I don't remember the last time I went to a library. Really? It's been a long time. I, I've and they're really to, cool. They've gotten, I mean, more, they're more tech-savvy. There's yeah. like, I know here in San Antonio you can share books among the different yeah, libraries. Yeah, I went down there and uh, checked it out. The only thing I didn't like, though, is uh, they only have a certain number of books available for e-loan. Oh, I and see. So okay. I can usually find so much online and... And Might be kind of neat to go old school and go back to the library. Yeah, I know. Try that. Well, we don't we don't buy a lot of hard books anyway. No, we do everything. Books and ebooks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. Anyway, you know, especially working on the podcast, I always try to think about simplicity and and our simplicity goals. And I, you know, I love my early mornings. You know, yes, some, he does. Sometimes I'm up before four or whatever. That time in the morning is pretty much my time, and uh, well, which and, is important. I think everybody needs to have their time. Yeah. Uh, yesterday morning, I was uh, feeling, I guess, a little contemplative. I guess is the word as I'm sitting there alone in the Ooh. dark, and I was just kind of thinking. I came up with uh, three different things that I that I jotted down. Sometimes complicated leads to simple. All right. So if you have something that that a really complicated task, it can eventually lead into a simple task, like when you develop a an SOP or a, a standing operating procedure for your house or your business or a process or a workflow. It can be complicated at first, but at the end, it leads. It, the result is something that is simple. Okay. And you know, a, another example would be like apps or computer programs. Those are very complex in the programming and design process for somebody, yet hopefully they're simple for the end user. Right, okay. So sometimes complicated leads to simple. But sometimes complicated just leads to more complicated. <laughs> I, think, right. I think that's, again, because of uh, the human factor right. and also another law, Murphy's Law. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so if, I know everybody's familiar with it, but uh, Murphy's Law, if anything can go wrong, it will. It will. <laughs> but, you know, some people let Murphy kind of dictate everything. Well, what if? Well, what if? Well, what if? Uh, right. You know, and it's not like we're planning a military operation most of the time in life where lives depend on it. And in that case, you do have to think of every contingency and have com- plans for every right. contingency. But in life, you don't always have to do that. Don't overcomplicate it with what ifs and what ifs. You That's know, a, gra- <laughs> a gra- this is going to be embarrassing, but a great what? point is last year when we went camping with friends, we went camping and it was no kidding an, an hour, oh. an hour and a half away. And oh. we thought of all the things we we're going to do on this camping trip to the point where for the four of us, four people, yeah. that's it. A little Vanessa, girl. me, our, our, our girl boy. and our teenage boy. We took two, two vehicles. vehicles. <laughs> okay, yes. His pickup truck was yeah. loaded. Yeah. It was like the clampets, you know, <laughs> heading down the street, you know, and, uh, Oh, for a nice, <laughs> simple weekend of camping. But we made that complicated. And you know what? We, we and that was use... discouraging. It's been discouraging yep. ever since. We're like, yeah. you know. We didn't gosh. use hardly any of that stuff. We, you know, we used maybe half of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, we, of course, we popped out the Taj Mahal of tents. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, it's another story. We have a lot of, the that's another Mahal. story to tell you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so it'll guys. be a long podcast, a long podcast series. <laughs> But, you know, it also explains why, like, that one video you did, uh, How to Pack Your Luggage Like a Pro, has, like, forty or 50,000 views on, on YouTube. Uh-huh. Because people want to know how they can cram... A crap load of stuff in, in there. Into, a, into one suitcase. Right. I mean, it's a great video. Yeah. And it gives great tips. But, you know... I think another video that said, here, this is all you need, a handkerchief, some right. toothpaste, a toothbrush, and right. some underwear that you can wash in the sink, and you're good to go. I know. That, that'll be the that's next That's what our minimalist friends that's would our, do. Yes, that's exactly. the goal. That's our goal. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. <laughs> but, all right. So, so that's, that's enough of sometimes complicated leads to more complicated. The other things is uh, that I thought about where positivity tends to lead to simplicity, where negativity tends to lead towards complication. Ooh, I like that. You know, and especially with your dealings with other people, when you start getting negative in that, you know, if uh, a situation gets catty or, or you know, there's a rumor or, right. you know, just kind of the that whole process, uh, you can make things really, really complicated by being negative. Yeah. 
But if you're just positive and are more accepting of people and the situations, and it makes I, things so much easier. Yeah, I mean, manage. What it used to say, manage your own expectations of people is a thing. Right. You know, you used to say all the time, um, false motivation is better, better than, than no, no motivation. motivation. Yeah. And and it was, I was like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, false motivation is better than no motivation because if you actually start to think, change your pro, your thought process, yep. and think more positive, even if you really don't believe it at first, you actually start to become more positive. And, and those were usually mornings at you know five o'clock in the morning. We're out in front of a whole bunch of troops, you know, sixty troops, <laughs> and, yeah. and getting ready to run up and down the hills for an hour or so. And do about a thousand flutter kicks. A thousand and, flutter and kicks. They're looking and, at you like yeah, I'm crazy. You know? Yeah. And uh, when you're in charge of that, you have to to be positive because they're finding every reason not to be positive, just like you are on the inside. Right. So I always just say false motivation is better than no motivation. You get up there and you get them pumped up. And before you know it, you're running down the road. Everybody's singing Jody's going crazy. And when you're done, they're sweating like pigs. But they're proud of what they did. Proud of what they did. And they're high-fiving each other. That's right. And then, and then they get to tell the war stories at the end of the day. I did a thousand flutter kicks, you know, and you were part of that. So then the next thing that I wanted to, to get to was simple does not equate to easy. And when you were talking about processes and how it's processes aren't simple or are simple, but they're not easy. It's a, it's, it's something that you have to manage. Exactly. Okay. I like those thoughts. That's what all I got. So I think it's time for the thing segment. Well, I really liked your your topic though, Dan. Those were great things to think about. So, okay. Real quickly, my thing segment is it's a client success story. I worked with a client this week and I hadn't worked with her for over a year. Um, And it was great though, because she was, she was so proud to show me everything that she was still maintaining as far as the organization systems that we had set up. She said, see, look, it's still the same. Awesome. We, we use it. This this product. I get so many compliments on this product from my friends and family that visit. They love it, and we use it. I had organized her laundry room and her pantry, and then her daughter's room, and all the systems were working. It's because and this she, is a year later. This is a year later, and wow. she, you know, and she called me back to work on another area or to maybe maintain some systems. Maybe we have to tweak it a little bit. But she was so proud of that, and she also was using the action file. This I call the temporary holding facility for your papers. You know. So it's not cluttering your, your tabletops, well, but it's... Those definitely work. Oh, they're awesome. And she's like, look, I use it, and I even got my husband to use it. It's great. And she said, the only problem is that my husband actually takes the folders out, and then he has a hard time returning them, but it gets back there eventually. <laughs> and then she actually started to use Evernote. I tell a lot of my clients about Evernote, and some of them do it, but it's that whole... It, it's going to make your life simple, but it's not simple to use right. it at first. I mean, it's complicated. It's a complex system, some people just don't get it. They just don't get it at, at first, first, but you have to really try to explain how they can apply it in their life. But she said, it took me a little bit of time, but I use it all the time now. I that's love great. it. That's great. That's awesome. So that's, that's my thing. And my whole point is, is that, that the things I talk about when it comes to organization and, and trying to simplify your life by creating systems, routines and stuff, they really do work. Yeah, they do. You have to just be committed to it and work. So awesome. it all ties together with today's segment. How awesome is that? Good thing. What's your thing? Well, I didn't get to really talk about a tech thing, and that's kind of my bag. And, uh, <laughs> but my, my thing segment is, uh, is talking about RSS feeds. And RSS stands for Really Simple Syndication. I know most people that, were, that are listening to this podcast probably know what an RSS feed is. But especially if you subscribe in a tool like iTunes or in Stitcher or if you're listening to your BlackBerry or Windows phone and you subscribe to the podcast, what you're really subscribing to is what's called an RSS feed. It's like, a, it's like an internet address, a URL, where instead of you having to go check that to see if there's a new episode every time, there's programs and robots that check that, see if there's something new, and then send it. To they your, feed it to you they automatically. They feed it to you. Yeah. So if you have a search for it, it's, coming, it's getting delivered to you. Right. And uh, I use Google Reader to aggregate a lot of the different blogs and so forth that I, that I read. And there's hundreds. My morning time is kind of my time where, like I said earlier, get a little contemplative time. But I also go through my RSS feeds in my Google Reader. And uh, having RSS, I, can't, I couldn't imagine having to go check oh, no. for all, well, you all the different feeds. You'd have right. a simpler process. You'd have only three blogs that you check out, <laughs> right. not a yeah. hundred different ones. <laughs> they right. come right to your inbox. But that's the thing. It, it's, totally, it's a complex thing that's, that is totally simplified exactly. by RSS feeds. And now there's even programs like on the iPad, uh, Flipboard, 
that takes those feeds and instead of looking like just a bunch like, of text, just okay. a bunch of text. Yeah, remember like in the nineties when you looked at a computer screen and it was just a you know a bunch of green, you know, uh, yeah. light green text on a dark green background <laughs> and. Shall we play a game? You know, that, that, that kind of computer stuff. Right. It, you know, now it looks it's beautifully rendered and all that. And, and yeah, Flipboard. Like magazine covers almost. Right, you know, yeah. Flipboard through. does that. That's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I have a couple issues with it. It's probably user error. Not <laughs> well, right. that's cool. Thanks for letting the, the readers know about that. Or Absolutely. the listeners. <laughs> I'm used to saying readers because of my blog. <laughs> well, they can read They can read our... That's uh, true. We post stuff on, simple, on simplelifetogether.com. That's, we that's, do other blogs that, on there, yeah, our blog post, posts. Yeah. And then we also do show notes. So you can kind yeah. of get. So if you are subscribed in iTunes or somewhere else, check check out the uh, the website every once in a while, and you might you may be missing out on something. Uh, that's right. There you go. Okay, so that's it for this episode five of Simple Life Together. Today we discussed the one secret to accomplishing anything and uh, some laws of simplicity that Dan discussed. I also talked about my client success story with her organization systems, and Dan talked about RSS feeds. Well, we hope something we said today inspires you to start simplifying your life and that you'll join us on the journey toward a simpler life in the modern world. It's absolutely our pleasure to be able to share some ideas and experiences that we've had along the way, and hopefully it'll help you too. We'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast and give us a good review on iTunes, and you can find an iTunes link to the show on simplelifetogether.com, and that's also where we'll post our show notes and blog posts related to the show. We'll also have our Twitter and Google Plus profiles and other contact info there too. If you know someone else who might enjoy the journey, please pass it on. Yes, we'd love that. Uh, We also would love any and all feedback that you have for us. You can leave comments below the show notes, or if you have access to a computer with a microphone, you can go to simplelifetogether.com, and on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see a little microphone icon with the words, send voicemail. So you just click on that, record us a message, comment, or a question, and we'll talk about it on a future episode, just like we did today. So feel free to plug your show or your site in your messages, and we'll help you get the word out. Yeah, And thanks again to to John and to Marshall for the fantastic feedback that both of you took the time to, to give us. We really appreciate it. We appreciate that. that. It's very encouraging to us. So thanks again. And of course, you could always just send us an email too. You'll find email links on the website and the sidebar. So either way, we look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. Simple life together.